welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue and actually start to wind down on this series that we've been on for a little while. Improving brain chemistry, de-stressing and uh, learning how to deal with depression. So we are uh, talking about a number of different things that you can do that will help you to bring down your stress levels, to avoid um, depression or come out of depression, and improve your brain chemistry, which really has a lot to do with the stress. I'm not saying everything, and I'm not trying to pretend to be your doctor, won't pretend to be your doctor. You need to talk to your doctor about some of these things. In fact, I recommend that at the very front of this series, but hopefully you're walking away with some great ideas and tips that you can try and see where they go. So let's go on to the next one, and I had kind of started to introduce this one yesterday um, as one that you uh, may find a little difficult, but I think it's very important that I do share this. Actually, there's a lot more uh, statistics on this specific area than just um, the idea of what it does to your brain chemistry and the reduction of serotonin and also leading to a number of health issues and depression. Um, it's really a, quite an interesting fact because not a lot of people correlate this area as being an area to target for better health and overall well-being. Well, I want to talk about the overconsumption of high-fat sugar-containing food and beverages and how they contribute to not only uh, development and obesity, uh, but the what it does to our brains in terms of the sugar and how it affects our neurochemistry as well as our well-being. In fact, a study was done not so long ago uh, reporting that 39% of the world's adult population over 18 uh, were overweight, with Western countries such as Australia and the United States at 64.5% and 67.9% respectively. Okay. Now, um, here's the long and short of it. Neuroplasticity that occurs as a result of long-term sugar consumption has been shown to reduce impulse control and therefore lower the ability to resist the high-fat sugar foods contributing to the epidemic. So what I'm saying is it's addictive. It's highly addictive. Uh, Even more so in some cases, they've said, as cocaine or heroin which is, if you know anything about those drugs, they are very, very addictive. Well, sugar is the same way. It can, it can teach us to crave more and more and more. And, and the horrible thing about this is that it's not just a choice anymore of whether we decide to eat cake and cookies and donuts and candy or whether we don't because they have inserted sugar or sugar byproducts in so many of the processed foods that are on the market today. 
Um, in fact, even if you went through a fast food restaurant, for example, and got a bun, you know, a burger with a bun, there's sugar in the bun. And typically it's in high concentrated uh, sugar products such as high fructose corn syrup, which makes it even worse and more toxic and more addictive, which gets you coming back again and again and again. So now, obviously, this is a sales gimmick. This is a way to sell their food. I mean, if it's delicious and palatable and addictive, why wouldn't you go back and buy more, right? I mean, think about that. It's actually brilliant. It's genius in terms of sales. But in terms of, of health and vitality and well-being, it's not good. And so what I'm going to encourage you to do, and I hope you become a label reader by the time I'm finished with you here, is to be a label reader <laughs> because it is so critical to start learning where they're putting. I mean, they're putting in, you know, kids' macaroni and cheese that they crave so much and you know, all those powdered products and, you know, really anything in a box is going to have some sort of sugar byproduct in it. Even some of the soups and canned items have sugar in them. Even some of the, the meats, like sliced deli meats, have sugar in them. Um, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous the amount of sugar that is inserted into products in order to get you coming back again and again and again all right but what we need to understand is what it's doing to us and become more cognizant of it and begin to choose more wisely i'm not saying you can never ever ever have sugar again what i'm saying is you've got to equate the big picture here so if it's in a lot of the products you're currently purchasing and you're eating cake ice cream and donuts and cookies now you really got an issue here all right um, there is a significant overlap between the neural pathways involved in emotions that guide behavior responses to survival situations with those regulating overconsumption of highly palatable food. This suggests that having a clear understanding of the role of stress and the emotions in the development of obesity will lead to the development of novel therapeutic strategies. Sucrose consumption, which sucrose is a form of sugar, activates the mesocorticolimbic system in a manner synonymous with substances of abuse, like I just mentioned. So there is overwhelming evidence to support the hypothesis that sucrose consumption results in pathopsychological consequences such as uh, uh, neuronal changes, which alters emotional processing and modifies behavior. Now, this I know it's a lot of big words, but they did this study in both rodent and human models. And in the review, they examined uh, greater than 300 studies that investigated the interaction between sugar consumption, stress, and emotions. Okay? Now, we are running out of time at this point, so I want to end and come back tomorrow and finish this discussion. I have more to share about sugar. Um, we've established so far that it does affect behavior and can lead to depression and other issues neurologically. Uh, but there's more I want to talk about with this, and I want to hope to set you free from this with some great advice. So this is Michelle Stoppes, Reframe and Rewire, and inviting you back tomorrow. Thank you for joining.